0: What's up, everybody? This is Ruben J. I would never give up my microphone. Here, grab that real quick.
1: My vessel is magnificent and fierce and huge. I have one pair of skinny jeans, and I'm going to wear them every week just to piss you off.
0: What is your name?
1: Ruben J. It
0: doesn't matter what your name is. I'm Christina Grimmie, and uh, this guy's awesome.
1: You're tuned into On Air with Ruben J, Mike.
0: What? On Air with Ruben J. I may have deserved that. You're listening to On Air with Ruben J here on MultimediaMouth.com. Of course, it's Ruben J here in the studio. Great episode for you guys today. Just finished talking to Alex Johnson. Uh, the star of Instant Star from way back in the day. She's got new music coming out. It's great chat. It lasts about 37 minutes or so. Uh, so I, I hope you enjoy the chat as much as I did. Of course, like always, you can help keep this show free by going to MultimediaMouth.com slash Amazon and starting all your Amazon shopping from our website. We get a small percentage of whatever you spend. It doesn't cost you a dime. You don't have to do anything else other than go to MultimediaMouth.com, click on the Amazon banners uh, on, our, on our Support Us page or on the website in general, and you help the show out, which is amazing. You help the website out. We continue to do this, continue to put out some great content. So uh, and thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, stick tuned for my in- Stay tuned for my interview with Alex Johnson. Come up in a minute. I did want to take a second uh, i 'm recording the show on monday we 're testing on a new new show day here uh, on Tuesdays. Uh, when the show will be released, but I did want to real quickly just bring up the fact that it was a, a total eclipse of the heart today uh, here in in the United States, I guess worldwide technically too, but there was a a lunar a solar eclipse or lunar eclipse i 'm not sure exactly which eclipse it was, but everybody lost their mind. Everyone and their mothers wanted to go watch this eclipse and and, and honestly i I woke up at you know eight o 'clock this morning and got up and saw that the news was talking about it, and that it was literally everywhere, almost literally everywhere. People were talking about the eclipse. And if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see my post at about the same time the eclipse happened at 1020-ish a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I posted a picture of eclipse gum. Yes, the very tasty eclipse gum. I actually don't like eclipse gum. This isn't a sponsor. Um, And I posted, the eclipse is here uh and people people really think it's something like that but but you know one of the things i, I just don't understand it. i don't understand the eclipse i don't understand why people think this is something that they have to go watch i don't understand how people spent money uh going to different parts to be in the uh path of totality Total, 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 I can't speak. <laughs> totality is what I meant to say this the entire time. I don't understand. You know, I have friends who went out and camped, and I have friends who went up to Oregon. I have friends who live in, you know, Mississippi and different parts where the path of totality was. And I, I heard, I heard. This is not a joke. I heard that it takes people. What normally would take people 20 minutes in Oregon to drive, uh, with with the solar eclipse and the amount of people that were expected to be in Oregon, uh, I believe in Salem, Oregon, it took people eight hours. Eight hours to drive from you know a 20-minute drive. It's absolutely insane. I saw on the television. I was watching TV. I was watching it in Spanish, too, which is even more hilarious. But I was watching them cover this and it was actually really funny to to under, to, to see this I, I i saw stadiums full of people multiple stadiums full of people who paid money to co- <laughs> who paid money to stare at the sun like growing up mama used to tell me don't stare in the sun and actually when we were bored she would actually tell us to go stare in the sun because that would be our way to you know, entertain ourselves, whoever can stare at this sun the longest, uh, which is probably why uh, most of my generation will be blind by the time they're 40. But it, it was hilarious. I, I saw all these grown men and women and ch- the children, I understand the children, but the, m- the people who took time off of work to go and see this eclipse, I don't understand you. I will never understand you. And it's okay. It's okay for me not to understand you. But I I just, I, I could have cared less or couldn't care less. Whatever the, the saying is, I couldn't care less about this eclipse. I actually was, was excited when people were finally over it. Uh, but I do want to know what you think about the eclipse. So uh, use the hashtag onairruben and let me know what you think about the eclipse. Uh, of course, like always, um, you can drop me an email onair at rubenj.com. So yeah, let me know what you think about the eclipse, and uh, more importantly, let me know what you did for the eclipse. Like, what did you do? Did you Was it business as usual for you, or did you actually stop and stare at the sun? Uh, either way, definitely let me know uh, using the hashtag #OnAirRuben on Twitter and all the social medias. Uh, stay tuned for my interview with Alex Johnson coming up right after this. <laughs> All right, everybody, I have a very special guest for me uh, this week on, on Air with Rippin' Jay. Uh, very excited to talk to you. Alex Johnson, who starred as Jude Harrison on the hit show Instant Star. Her character was that of a singer who won an American Idol-like contest and got the chance to work with one of her, I guess, pop star idols is what the uh, the storyline was. She would then move on from music to falling in love with people, breaking up, the whole nine yards, everything you expect uh, a uh, a young teenage girl to go through in her early life. Uh, and since then, uh, uh, Alex has gone on to become a very, I would say, successful musician. Uh, I believe 11 studio recording albums slash EPs out, right? Does that sound right to you?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, not uh, probably when it comes to everything I've done from, like, Uh, EPs, um, doing specific like the blue soundtrack I did uh, on Hulu, all that stuff. Maybe. I haven't actually counted, but I think for me, it's not that many. Um, For Alex Johnson, it was Voodoo, was my first album release. And then Skipping Stone and then Hard EP, and those are both EPs. And then Let Me Kick was my second full-length album. And now my third actual official full-length album is A Stranger Time.
0: Sweet. And, and, coming and out
1: September 1st
0: September 1st perfect so yeah so I, I counted with, with everything with instant star stuff uh and I don't think I got the blue stuff but everything that I counted was about 11 so there's probably more um, <laughs> and there's gonna be an, a diehard Alex Johnson fan who like tweets me and corrects me in a little bit and I'm looking forward to it uh-huh. um, so <laughs> Obviously like I told you earlier I'm I'm very excited to be talking to you because I did uh first discover you through Instant Star uh a show that I fell in love with probably the instant I saw it no pun intended. Um mm-hmm. so I do want to know like were you an actress that 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 became a singer-songwriter like after the fact or were you a musician that happened to stumble upon you know acting and being a part of this this TV shows. I know you had a couple other shows that you've been a part of.
1: I was obsessed when I was young with the Les Misérables. Uh, soundtrack and with celine dion barbara streisand and whitney houston and when i was little i lived in a really small town outside of vancouver called maple ridge and i just i would always say to my mom i want to be a singer i want to be a singer I want. what can i do can i sing at this festival i want to sing i want to sing and i went into an agency um i think i was about 11 12 12 and i said i want to sing and he said i you know uh let's get you on some auditions. I, you seem like a really in your face kid, like you want this really bad. So I'll just, I'll, let's just get you out there in general. So acting never was, it wasn't something that I, I dreamed of, you know, I was looking at older books. Um, I was looking through a box of memory stuff that my mom gave me recently and everything in my school books is I'm, I'm going to be a singer. I want to sing. I want to be, I want to move people with my voice. Um, and so the acting thing, to be honest, was just Kind of by fluke. I ended up getting some commercials. I ended up getting some work and then I got so weird and that was a role where I got to sing and act. And then that's when I was really like, wow, that's the best of both worlds, you know? And then from then on, it just it, started, it just became, I act and I sing and it, I was doing it all. And um, and before I got Instant Star, I actually took a break from acting just so I could focus on music and I started playing guitar at about 15 and writing with my brother and then Instance Dark came our way, and it was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do another series where I act and play music. And luckily, I did it. I knew it was going to be an undertaking, and I knew it was probably going to steer me away from doing my own tours and my own albums, because I was playing this character. But I was like, I can do that. I, be- I believed in the script so much, and I believed in epitome pictures. Obviously, I was a fan of Degrassi. <laughs> and um <laughs> Great wasn't. show, too. And, right, I'm Canadian. Oh, hello. Um, hello. <laughs> But then, yeah, so then I said, I'll do it if I can write the music for it. Like if me and my brother can be a part of the writing of the music, then that way I can grow and I can grow in my writing and everything else. So and I was very lucky that I was given that chance, actually, at the age that I was.
0: Yeah. And and I I love the the show. I love the concept of the show. I loved uh, I loved your character on the show. I loved I, I think it was like a really good cast of characters, too. It wasn't. Um, you know it felt like it was very specifically casted for for what this show was you know but one yeah. of the one of the big things that i always wondered about was um, the, the starting point of the show because i believe season 1 k- kicked off with with them announcing you the winner of this competition and i always wondered why they didn't like start you off a little bit earlier and like show you kind of going through that process was that ever anything that was discussed or was that that was always the intent was to have you start off after you won the competition and we get, then see you go through this uh, process of you writing your first album with the producer and this whole new structure for yourself
1: well it's funny because being close with um, one of the executive producers of the show Stephen Stone he had told me that him and Linda uh, were at a Canadian Idol show and they were watching a finale's. they were there at the finale show I, I don't know what year it was but Linda leaned over, you know, and said, wow, this would make a great concept for a show. Just this moment, starting a show with like, because before that, it, it, you're still, you know, you're not influenced. You're not, you're just, you're just a person who's just in this crazy world. You're on the show. You're just being yourself. You're not, no one's, no one's trying to change you. No one's trying to. And it's like, does this person who's going to win this understand how their life is going to change? So I actually always thought that was like a really, it was, it's an exciting way to start a series, I guess. Like, boom, we're there. It would have been cool maybe to do something like back, like go go back in time and, you know, at the beginning, like what was Jude before she won. But um, I kind of got that angle. I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I like both. I mean, I like the, you know, obviously I like the uh, the starting point or else I probably would have tuned out after the first season.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But- <laughs> They were on to
0: something. Yeah, they're they're on to something. because I, you know, I've been lucky enough to work with American Idol and The Voice, and you know, X Factor and all these shows, and I, I've seen, I've seen the journey. I've seen both sides, and I, and I think it was really cool to actually see them, you know, take this this idea of oh she won, now let's have her go through this process of well, you know is she is she pretty enough is she gonna you know sell the records can she write the music the whole nine yards stuff that i i don't think people realize that actually happens to a lot of these contestants is okay yeah you have a great voice but you know you need to lose 15 pounds or whatever or you need to Mm -hmm. you know you you need to wear the certain dress or whatever it's like all this stuff legitimately happens in the show business Um, yeah so you said that you you wrote all the music with with your brother
1: Yeah, well, not – I mean, not all. It was was really cool. They were – same with Canadian Idol at the time. Um, We did writing camps, so I would come in. What was cool about that is that I didn't have – people weren't just writing music from nowhere. It was like I got to go in and as my character Jude and as I auditioned her and who I saw her as, this kind of angsty um, kid with a lot of feist in her and a lot of, you know – it was really special to be able to be a part of creating Jude's sound. And what was so funny about that was it wasn't necessarily my sound. Like, at the time, I was kind of in this battle between, like, oh my gosh, like, people are going to think I'm actually, because I'm playing this character, it's almost like life imitating art, imitating life. And um, it did kind of become that as the show went on. It kind of became this, like, it was me writing songs with my brother. And in real life, I was writing songs with my brother and getting offered record deals a different sound, you know, but still the same voice, same girl. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting, really kismet too, at the same time, like looking back, you know, I was, I feel like I, I hope when fans see me play live and they hear the music that I do, I hope that it isolates in a positive way that I created this character separate from the stuff that I do, um, and i really believed in jude so much you know but i had to do that because i i i i was playing a character it couldn't be me i had to kind of like i had to make her separate from me so i could actually i had to make a caricature of of jude <laughs> in a way with the songs and with you know what she was going through in her life so it was really it was a really fine line but um i don't know if that answers your question uh, but But yeah, it was an interesting couple years for sure. Very much mirrored each other with record deals and producers and life. And I think that as the show progressed, the writers saw my humor. They kind of saw, like, you know, and they kind of started to naturally write towards my style. So that was really interesting.
0: Now, did you see, like, there's a lot of stuff that you went through through the show um, that, I don't know, did you see, like, a lot of times you would do something on on camera or either even years later then you find yourself in a similar situation in real life where you know you're dealing with you know hey this person can't produce you anymore because of a conflict of interest with this other artist or you know or whatever the situation might have been did you see that happen in real life and and did you kind of think you know if if that happened did you think oh well I already know how to handle this because I did it with with Jude I can do it now with myself was that ever
1: Yes, kind of. And that's what I mean. It was kind of like, yeah, there was definitely some mirroring happening, which you can imagine at that age can kind of be like an identity crisis as well. For sure. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I want, I know in my heart, I was a pretty savvy kid. I knew that this show wasn't going to go on forever. And I also know that when you play a character that's really, when you play something for so long, people don't always allow you to be yourself afterwards. It's kind of like, you know, you're always going to be this because that's what you are so it can be a detriment in some ways and that's what and that's where it was kind of like oh man like this is becoming so similar to my life like i really hope that after this show is done that when when alex johnson decides to put out a record that fans who love jude harrison so much aren't disappointed so it was actually i was living up to a lot right because i mean jude was bigger than life jude was I mean, it was. It takes a village to create such an amazing show, storylines and character. But yes, definitely. I mean, I would losing record deals, things that I'd been through. It was almost like, yeah, I felt like I was. I get. I guess a bit more prepared because I, when I acted it out, I felt it so much in the moment. Anyway, so that's a good question. But yeah, it's it's
0: true. No, that's that's something that I always wonder. Is like, especially when it's such a you know realistic character or such a realistic situation you know how Mm -hmm. much times do you find yourself in that situation in the acting mode and then either you know simultaneously or in in real life later on down the line it's like oh crap i went through this on the tv show like i kind of know how to handle this or i don't know how to handle this uh because it was scripted for me the first time or or whatever uh Mm -hmm. however it ends up happening now let's Mm -hmm. talk about your transition from from instant star which by the way i was i was very um upset with with uh it ending just just in general, I, I thought there was so much more that could have happened, but I guess it's yeah. gonna be every fan with every show that they fall in love with but um, when you left when the show ended and you started focusing on your music career, what was your goal like what like did you want to? You know, because I know, like, for for example, um, one of my favorite bands, Alter Bridge, you know, is, is is formerly Creed, you know, and when they formed this new band, they said, you know, we don't we don't want to play Creed songs. We don't want people to think of us as Creed. Did you go through that crisis or that mode where you're like, yeah, I don't want to play anything that, that we did from Instant Star because I want people to look at me as Alex Johnson, but not Jude Harrison. You know, d- did you go through that phase? And, and how did you overcome oh, that?
1: Of course I did. Nobody lets you have it all. You think that they, if you really look at successful artists and you look at, you know, actresses who do music or even Kevin Bacon who does music or uh, Steve Martin who does music, who's a prolifically phenomenal and amazing musician in his own right, you don't think of Steve Martin as a musician.
0: Yeah.
1: You're like, you're Steve Martin, you're a comedian, like you're Steve Martin. It's just the way people in their own processing put people in boxes. That's just we just do it. I do it. You don't mean to do it. Um, so definitely. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, I wanted to, at that time in my life, I wanted to also define myself by the music I was writing and I was getting offered record deals to do the kind of stuff I was writing. And I was, I was kind of, I was, I, I'd created a character that had a sound and I felt like I, of course I wanted to step outside of that character because that's not me. I'm playing a girl named Jude Harrison with a completely different family, a different upbringing, you know, a different, she chose to go on Canadian Idol. I never chose to go on Canadian Idol. I'm not putting it down, but it's not, it's not where my heart, you know, in my career, um, it's just not my style. So it is, it, of course it's natural to be like, you know, you want to, step outside and you want to explore and it's scary because there's moments in my life where it's like oh i loved instant i loved instant star i loved jude on instant star and it's like yeah and that what can you say you can't say anything negative about that you're like i'm so glad that you fell in love with that character that's amazing and um i'm just gonna continue making music and you know and um that was in that's a part of my life and that's a character i played but there's also like a whole journey and a whole um evolution happening in my own life as an artist and an actress and a of a woman in the world that we live in and um sometimes that can get clouded by such a good show by such a good by such good writing and Mm -hmm. you know like the whole facade of, of someone so it's always it's always a battle i've i've often said in the past you know it's a blessing and a curse i don't think i'd say that now i think it's just a blessing and i older like or younger alex you know in the past i would have been like i don't want to do skin um i want to play my skipping stone songs i want to play the stuff that i'm writing that define who i am now and what i've learned i don't want to pull up something from like four years ago and play it but now i realize that no this is this is a gift people you moved people with something you change i've had fans write me and say i've changed their life i've i've healed through heartbreak and from songs from instant stars so it's kind of kind of my obligation you know and i feel that when i go to like big artist shows if i go to dave matthews band or tom petty it's like of course you got to play even though you're so sick of it
0: yeah because you just
1: do you got to do it for the fans because you kind of owe it to them because that's that's where they met you that's where they fell in love with what you do so i'm over that now as I've gotten older, I just appreciate everyone who's ever listened to me. To be honest,
0: yeah, and, that, and that's a great attitude to have, you know. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Paul McCartney hates playing some of the old Beatles stuff that that he wrote, oh. you know. And he's like, I just released a new album of a whole, like, a bunch of new music. Like, like, why aren't you guys happy with that stuff? I'm like, no, play, you know, play Hey Jude. We love that song, you know. It's like, uh, yeah. that, by the way, that <laughs> yeah. that was that was an accidental pun, right there. That was not.
1: Um, oh, that
0: was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized after I said it, I'm like, oh, hold on, let me clarify that. Um, that was right. well yeah, done. it was Yeah. It was, uh, hey, you know what? I'm taking credit for it. Uh, your first album, Voodoo, uh, came out in 2010, uh, according to Apple Music. Um, tell me a little bit about that, like, cause that's, that's definitely, how, how did you come up with the, the, obviously the, the, the song, you know, Voodoo, but, like, what was your, your initial, like, idea going into the writing sessions for that album? And, you know, what was it, what was it like as, as a songwriter, kind of seeing this project come to fruition?
1: Such an exciting time for me because I had done all the Instant Star stuff and I fulfilled my obligation with the show. And um, it, it did, I, I, going back to what you said earlier, it did end quick. I, I, it was just the way it was. Um, I, there was a lot of things happening. I was signed to Sony Records. I wanted to branch out a bit. You know, I felt like I was, you're not. time goes by really fast and i just knew that you know there was other opportunities and i talked to the executive producers and i didn't have any power by the way and at all i would have fulfilled whatever they would have asked of me but um but at the time it was just so exciting with voodoo because i was like i kind of felt like i was a bit free which feels weird to say now because what an amazing gift to be the lead of a tv show but at the time and at my age i was like oh my gosh i get to like Express my, this creative, artistic, like weird pop music, like the stuff that I love, the stuff that me and my brother, like it's like a release for us in a way. And, um, when it came to writing, we just got into the studio and just hunkered down and, and, um, voodoo was, uh, a really quick write. We'd been writing a lot. Then where you do it, you get into a flow. And, um, and that was a really fun, like conceptual cinematic album. And it was, it's a definitely like a time, a, like a a stamp on that time in my life and since then i've evolved and since then i've played a hell of a lot more guitar and since then i'm saying a hell of a lot more live shows and you know and i love that about artists that i love i love watching them grow and change so that was a really exciting time to just be myself on a record
0: yeah, and here we are you know we're, we're seven years later give or take uh probably eight years since you started writing that record uh, yeah. a stranger time comes out in in just a couple days i mean what is it like 11 days from now uh yep, you, you have a new exactly. record out um yep. what was this process like compared to the first one was it was it easier for you was it more difficult for you uh, you know what what was your, your your takeaway from from the last writing session and recording sessions for a stranger time which by the way is out september 1st
1: thank you um that 's hard to answer. I think every single creative project has its positives and negatives, and I think that that 's always positive i 'm the type of personality that I see every circumstance and situation as like cup is half full i 'm making a record i 'm able to make a record. I wrote majority of the songs with my brother. I wrote some songs with some friends in New York City um, and working with Mark Howard was really it was a different experience because it was live off the floor, so there 's a lot less control. It was kind of like rehearsing with this amazing band uh dave mcmillan on bass and he's from big wreck um and we had les cooper on guitar brady blade on drums and he's brian blade's brother who is probably the most prolific jazz drummer in the world in my opinion um so playing with this band was intimidating to say the least you know um it's it was uh, mark howard is such a he's a grammy winning um incredible listen to williams um uh, Lou Harris, the stuff he's been a part of in his career, just look him up. He's a legend. So, I was more. It wasn't just me and Brendan making voodoo. You know, it wasn't me in Nashville doing Skipping Stone with someone I knew and and uh, and had worked with a lot. It wasn't the Hardy P. It was like this. It kind of felt bigger than life. And I was at the beginning a little timid, and then as we got into recording and we got into the vibe of of the style of the record it it really again it's like this i was you know 30 years old um i am 30 and it was just it's a very sensual um i think it's it's a test to the times everything is so unexpected it's not perfect it's i want people to feel like they can be taken away like they're actually in the room with us you know as the songs are being played so that's the kind of record i wanted to make this time around i didn't want it to be so sculpted. I wanted it to just be about really strong songs, strong lyrics. Hopefully people feel that way. And honest. Because I think it is a stranger time. You know, I'm living in the States, my family's in Canada and um and I've been there for the last I mean for my twenties and I'm seeing a change and I'm seeing a lot of changes and you know. I can feel it. I'm a spiritual person. So that's the record I wanted to make It's just an honest record. And there's some darker songs on the record that I think people will be like, whoa. But that's this time. You <laughs> yeah. know, this is just me now. And who knows in two years when I do another record where I'll be then, you know?
0: Awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and I love I, I, I love just, you know, raw, art, art, you know, art, artist, artistry yeah yeah i can't speak right now i was listening to you speak and i'm like so convicted right now um just because i i i I really enjoy like you know i have a bunch of friends who are musicians and i've been a part of the recording process and i've i've you know helped produce stuff in the past and i i just love that rawness of like hearing about you know albums being made so it's really cool now one of the things i love about your discography which um by the way, just a random fact. I don't know if you saw my tweet from the other day, but I was in two different restaurants uh, over the course of a week, and both times I heard uh, "Stupid Girl" playing on on the the radio. So it was, it was pretty funny how like this last week has been like Alex Johnson week for me. Um, oh,
1: sorry, you heard "Skipping Stone" being played?
0: No, no, uh, "Stupid Girl" from from Instant Star.
1: Oh, "Stupid Girl" from Instant Star. Yes, like the like the garbage version.
0: Uh, no, you're like you.
1: Oh, that's so rad. Yeah. I loved that. I that was such a fun cover. Awesome.
0: Yeah, it was it was really interesting too because I'm like I was at I was at a bar in San Diego and I you know I heard this this song that sounded very familiar and I'm like, is this No, this can't be. Like what? And so oh, that's so funny. I shazammed that's it and cool. for sure it was it was it was you and then I'm like, holy crap. And then like a week later I'm at you know at at, at BJ's Pizzeria and again I'm like, you know, having dinner and then I'm like, Oh man, this is awesome. So um you know, I've, I've been actually been listening to a lot of your your newer stuff the last week or two, um, and what I love about your your music and your your work and your album and everything that you have put you know you've put together the last you know five or six years is that every every album seems to have multiple different stories kind of going on being told with the music, not so much the lyrically. Um, maybe that's true too, but I mean like, what I mean by that is you know one song will be like an upbeat pop rock song and then the next thing will be we'll slow it down it'll be completely different vibe and then you know uh you you get emotion you know it's it's a crazy you know it's a crazy roller coaster of emotions that you take your listeners on um oh yeah you know do do you purposely like like do you purposely plan out albums like that or does it just fall you know just happen to be like oh okay yeah we have this really cool um you know track list that happens to tell a really cool story that just fell out
1: no, 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 it's a it's a it's a really good question. Actually, I really do think out the story. I I'm very much I want people to kind of have like a cinematic experience mm-hmm. when they listen to my music. I'm not somebody who just like I have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs that I've written in my life. And I have so many songs that nobody's heard. I have co-writes that nobody's heard. I've written songs for other artists. I've So I don't just like throw all my songs that haven't been heard before. Like there's a song on this new record called Careless that I wrote a couple of years ago, it's always been in my back pocket and I wanted it to be on a live type record. And, um, aside from that, it's, I really, I really try to make it conceptual and make it its own identity. And that's what I think is so fun because I change and I grow. Hopefully I will always change and I will always grow as an artist. I hope that I'm never just that same. My voice will always be my voice, you know? And I hope that the, 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 the quirks that I have in my music, like Ricky Lee Jones is always going to be Ricky Lee Jones, you know, mm. um, Annie Lennox will always be Annie Lennox. But when you listen to the records, what I used to, what I love about artists is when it's like this, it's, a, it's just a time. It's a time stamp. Is that the right word? Time print time. It's yeah. like a stamp. I keep saying stamp, but it's like this, this, this moment of time in my life and I can always call back on it. And I can show my kids one day and I can go, you know, this is what I was going through in my life. This is what was happening in the world. This is why I, I felt like this needed to be set. And oh, musically, yeah. it's like that, too. Like, I, I really want it to be cohesive when I do a record. And, um, and that's what makes a record so exciting because it's fleeting. Like, the record stays forever, but the mm-hmm. moment is, is gone. I'm yeah. a different person than I was when I recorded the record in November. I am. And that's kind of special. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. That's so, that's so weird. There's a song concept in that too, right there, what you just said. Just FYI, I, I can, you're the songwriter, yeah. you can figure it out. But there's a really cool concept there that, that I really like. Um, yeah. now, uh, I know you, you have some upcoming tour dates, uh, on the East Coast. You're doing a residency out here in LA. Uh, real yeah. brief, tell me about the, the tour. I know you have, uh, kind of an exclusive announcement here for for your toronto fans um
1: yeah yeah we should you should mention that in the uh when you when you promote it it's um we just locked in a toronto date uh september 28th lee's palace um in toronto so we're gonna end the tour in canada and do a blowout show for the toronto fans and where instant star was filmed which is kind of cool and i may or may not bring out a song or two from instant star oh gosh
0: you have to oh my god i need to get to toronto for this show um my fan my fangirl voice is going on right now (laughs) um that's awesome so uh tour details at alexjohnson.com
1: that's correct yeah in the show section of the website yeah i'm just playing a couple this time around because i have a really busy november uh in my personal life um And I wanted to just give an opportunity to hit some of the main spots that I feel like people have really made a point on coming out and seeing me past times on my independent tours. Um, You don't forget that as an artist, you know. So it's like I gotta hit up New York, I gotta hit up Philly, I gotta hit up Vienna, I gotta hit up Toronto. You know. So um, yeah, just not a ton on the East Coast, but I. But please come out. There's new material. Um, I'm playing with Dress Black. They're opening for me, and Mm -hmm. they're they're an amazing band. My brother Brendan is is uh is the backbone of the band when it comes to producing and co-writing with them so it's going to be a real experience and again it's going to be this time in this time and space you know it's going to be very unique to this album and then yes residency in la i'm really excited about i'm playing with an awesome band called grand canyon in los angeles and um and that's going to be really fun i'm going to change it up every friday um and, and pull in some older ones from different past records and make it a real experience for each show. So I'm very excited to play again.
0: I will definitely be making it to one of your L.A. shows, that's for sure. Um, I, I, wish I, could make it, I wish I could make it to Toronto, but unfortunately I don't think I can pull that off. Uh, I do have a couple fan it's- questions for you. Are you uh, on a tight schedule here, or, or can you spare a couple more minutes?
1: No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Go for okay, it, cool. please.
0: Let's do some fan questions. Of course, uh, you get, you listeners submitted some questions using the hashtag Alex. Uh, so the first question I have I picked out comes from uh, from Cath Cath I think uh, at Cat I don't know how to pronounce her Twitter handle uh, but it, what what inspired you to uh, what inspired the composition of a stranger time
1: what inspired the composition of a stranger time honestly just I had more I just wanted it to be I wanted the musicians who were part of the record to sprinkle it with what they do best. So I didn't go into the record. I had the songs and I had the musical just based on the demos, like a musical kind of skeleton of where I wanted it to go. Um, but aside from that, I wanted it to just be like they were with me recording the record with me, like as everything unrolled. Some of the takes were one take. Nice. And some of the songs were like, there you go. That's it, you know? So, yeah. Um And that's the kind of record I wanted to make this time around. So, and what inspired it was just authenticity I hate using that word. I feel like I use it too much. It, what inspired it is just real, vulnerable, raw, imperfect, um, 30, woman, growing in love, scared, vulnerable again. All those things, um, you know, and just I wanted to give more of myself than I've ever given for some reason. I just felt like I wanted to. So that's what this record is.
0: Awesome. I'm so excited to hear it. Uh, Amber Josie at A underscore Josie X. What song are you most proud of off this album?
1: Proud of. There's a song on this record that means a lot to me, and it's called Aftermath. And I came up with the chords and I came up with the entire song in Brooklyn. I was going through a really tough time just navigating the sea of life and um and my dad and his health and just family and growth and um and this i'm really i really love that song it's it's personal i don't know if everyone's going to love it but for me i'd say probably i'm most proud of aftermath
0: okay cool awesome I, i'm you know i'm the more you talk about this album i'm like more and more excited about um last question here from uh Monique Rowe uh for international fans who can't see any tour dates uh, have you thought about doing any online shows
1: Yeah, I have all, I think we're going to try to squeeze some in actually during the tour. Oh cool. Uh, because it's it's so accessible now with phones and I've been doing some like live Instagram videos like even today at, at rehearsal I'm just like let's just go live and give some fans a taste of behind the scenes um I will and also, you know, this is just the beginning. I'm doing yeah. It's hard to do everything at the same time, but I mean, leading up to Christmas, and I will definitely, I would love to do something that's really like an isolated experience for people internationally. That sounds great. And thank you for re- reminding me, because it is important. I know I have fans overseas, and I also want to get to Europe next year. And I am i am going to do everything in my power, my own power financially, my own power um in every way to get to South America, I oh, really sweet. want to get there to play for fans because they've been so loyal. And it, so, yes, I will. It would. I'm still looking forward to promoting a stranger time for the next, you know, however months after Christmas in the new year. I'm going to keep going so everybody feels like they get to be a part of it. For
0: super, sure. super excited for that. Now, I have a real quick speed round for you. Um, so I'm going to ask you a, a question. Just the first answer comes to your mind. Don't overthink it. Just literally, whatever comes to your your, your the front of your mouth, the quickest, just say it, okay? Okay. Uh, so uh, your favorite guitarist? Lindsay Buckingham. Steak or sushi? Steak. Uh, I love you already. Uh, last person you text?
1: <laughs> last person I text, let me check my phone, it, it was my brother Brendan.
0: Uh, do you prefer a full band or acoustic sets?
1: Full band, full hmm. band. I like acoustic sets, but I just love, like, being able to put my guitar down and just, like, just like move and sing. And I love that so much. I like having that option is great.
0: Would you rather go a week without your phone or a day without your guitar?
1: A week without my phone. 100%.
0: Okay. Um, if you could sing with anyone, do a duet with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and Why? That's hard. Um, The clock is ticking.
1: Roy Orbison.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Last question. Are you really in love with your guitar?
1: No, I hate my guitar sometimes. Like, it's a very love hate relationship. It's actually a really dysfunctional, dysfunctional relationship, me and my guitar.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it.
1: It always is, though.
0: I love it. All right, A Stranger Time is out September 1st, available on iTunes, Apple Music. I'm going to do a review of it uh, shortly after it comes out, or maybe if Alex is willing to send me a, a, a an advanced copy I'll do a review of it beforehand so make yes. sure you check that out on com. follow Alex Johnson on Twitter at Alex Johnson Instagram uh, was it Alex Johnson ofif- official?
1: Yeah that's right
0: Okay and of course uh, catch her on tour and buy her album AlexJohnson.com for anything else that I missed Alex is there anything else that you want to you want to share with us real quick or you want to say to people or anything?
1: I'm just so happy to be back at it I'm so happy to be playing live I can't wait to see you guys at the show um it's an exciting time, uh, stranger time. a stranger time, and I will 100%, time. buddy, I will send you a private link so Sweet. Well, we can talk after the interview. Sounds awesome.
0: Good. Sweet, everybody. Uh, thank you guys so much. Again, share this out to uh, to your, your followers as well, people. Uh, use the hashtag on air Alex, and I'm sure uh, Alex or I will, will definitely retweet and like whatever we see. Uh, Alex Johnson, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, next week on the show, Mary Sarah from The Voice. We'll be back right after this. special shout out to alex johnson for joining me today on the show i'm super excited for you guys uh to hear what you guys thought about this interview so use the hashtag on air hashtag on air alex with a z uh, and let me know what you think uh, about the interview and what you thought about some of the stuff that we talked about i mean we talked about instant star we, i mean we talked about a lot so make sure uh you let me know what you think and of course as always go to multi slash amazon help us out Uh, MultimediaMouth.com later this in the next couple days we'll have a review of Alex or a preview of Alex Johnson's new album that comes out on September 1st Uh, my name is Ruben J make sure to follow me on Twitter at the Ruben J and I'll see you guys next week on air with Ruben J